Hello, and welcome to My Time, My Life with Trinette Faint. On this season of my podcast, I'll be talking to a variety of people, from creative entrepreneurs to business owners to writers to entertainers and others, about being bold and courageous, overcoming obstacles, and taking risks, all in the name of chasing dreams and building a career. I hope their stories will inspire you on your own journey. Thanks for listening. My special guest today is Jaina Panfilio. Jaina spent nearly 30 years at Nike in various roles, including communications, marketing, and sustainability, with a focus on innovation and administration at Nike's headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. Jaina worked with best-in-class insights and creative agencies around the world to bring new brand experiences and marketing initiatives to life. She was also responsible for setting the creative direction across Nike's global sustainability teams through translating sustainability challenges into innovation opportunities through compelling visual imagery and meaningful content. After retiring from Nike in 2019, Jana quickly learned that her alumni teammates were applying their Nike innovation mindset to new endeavors and continuing to have a positive impact around the world. In that spirit, Jaina founded 6453, a Nike Global Alumni Community in late 2020. Hey, Jaina, thank you for joining. Hello, Trinette. What a pleasure and an honor to be on your podcast today. I'm so glad you were able to take the time to talk to me today. I'm really excited for our conversation. Me too. So let's get to it. Tell us a bit about 6453. Tell us what it stands for, and how did your work at Nike prepare you for this venture? So 6453 is, it spells Nike on the telephone keypad. Ah. It's also the last four digits of the telephone number of Nike's world headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon, as well as other um, international Nike locations around the world. And it's also their zip code the four digit zip code um if you mailed anything to their location (laughs) uh so i love that yeah it's it's a little everything's got a meaning everything's got a story and so that's what we learned at nike is to have a little story behind the story so and we felt it was uh it was perfect because it spelled nike and we were we're a part of Nike. So mm-hmm. we're the brand builders behind the brand. And uh, so, yeah, so 6453 is, uh, it was started out of an idea, really, that okay. um, I had. I was inspired by a talk that that Chip Conley gave at the Fast Company Innovation Festival in New York in 2018. And, and who is Chip Conley? He is the author of... Um, modern elders or wisdom at work, modern okay. elder. Um, and then he started, he founded the modern elder Academy in Baja, California. So oh, I see. he's uh, doing some incredible work around uh, this, you know, uh, the modern elders at in the working community okay. and you know, what is the next chapter look like? So he spoke. And then I also it was a combination of seeing him speak and being inspired by what, he was saying about how digital natives and and modern elders had something to learn from each other in the mm-hmm. workplace. And mm-hmm. 
and something that we can continue to learn from each other and that both have both have value and uh, in the, to be able to innovate. So, yeah. so then before that, once you reach 25 years in milestone at Nike, you receive a, your letterman jacket, so to speak. Okay. And uh, with your employee number and your name in embossed in the, in the inside. Um, and so that's much we, better than getting a pen like you get at some places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when, and then you also are invited to a 25 year, you know, you're in, sort of inducted into this 25 year group. So in 25 plus years at the brand, we, we were getting together once a year mm-hmm. to, uh, welcome the new members and and see all the other members as well, people that had moved on and retired. And so I just thought this is such an untapped potential. Why right. are we only meeting one time a year? And so it, I felt like we could leverage that knowledge and expertise and wisdom and um, bring it into the organization, formalize it. Mm-hmm. And started putting a pitch deck together and pitched that around. And I called it the Nike Masters Program. And mm-hmm. it was a multi-pronged kind of um, idea around leveraging that wisdom through deep functional expertise or through, you know, mentorship or, or you know, inspiration, that kind, of, kind of thing. And then I started looking at, well, what, what does that look like outside where did all the, the people go and what are they doing now that left the brand? So I said, well, that's an alumni organization and right. that's what I want to be doing. That's, you know, and there was other things that were sort of involved in, in that decision-making process, but I left Nike in June of 2019, did a little bit of, you know, exploring things, but really dove deep into establishing this organization in the early 2020 and then it's a wonderful full circle moment for you yes yeah in fact it was uh it was it's really been an honor and a privilege to meet people i'm still you know one of the the things that i made uh intentionally did at nike was meet somebody new every day and um Mm. i learned so many i met so many people and learned so much about people around the world. And then, you know, I'm still doing that every single day is meeting somebody new through this organization and this network. So um, it's, and and being able to tell their stories and, and hear their stories is really, really inspiring. Yeah. I was always really impressed and inspired by your work. Uh, All right. For folks who don't know, Jade and I worked in Nike together, so that's how we know each other. Um, And I always just, thought you were just this super creative person and very, very personable. And you always made me feel like very welcome and included in everything. So thank you for, for doing that for me when I was there, because it was a hard place to work. It could be. Well, thank you you too, because you have, you brought so much energy um, to our teams and, I just loved everything about you. Of course, we started hiking together and we have dogs to get, you know, and went hiking with our dogs. So um, I love that. I love getting to know people and and 
um, you know, being in that, in your energy is really inspiring to me too. Well, same, same. Great minds, Gina. Great minds. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you initially go about manifesting this, like, like really bring it to life? Because, you know, I, I know you saw this, this man speak and then you sent the pitch decks around, but what were like some of the next steps that you took to actually like bring it to life? Was it, did you work with other people um, on this from the beginning? Because uh, I imagined this was a huge lift and a major undertaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I will start by maybe I didn't answer the question that you gave me, you proposed to me earlier, which was how did my time at Nike prepare me? So. Yeah. I think what I'll say is that I had the opportunity to work across teams at Nike that taught me the essentials of cultivating an innovation mindset mm -hmm. and learning about the end-to-end -end innovation pipeline. So I worked in, we, we tended to work in smaller teams within a bigger team um, mm -hmm. from everywhere from equipment division when that was first starting up to, I spent a number of years in consumer insights I was in brand innovation within the global brand management and marketing organization. I was in global sustainability uh, or sustainable innovation at the time. And I was working with, I've worked with executives to deliver a vision as well as being yeah. an individual contributor to execute the work. So I've sort of, you know, across all up and up the sort of ladder and, and across the organization that really was my, you know, um, my schooling, so to speak, in, yeah. in this uh, in entrepreneurial sort of mindset. And so when this idea kind of started to hatch, I did what I knew that I had to do, you know, what was the process? And that was grabbing some people um, to form a team and start start putting together the strategy. And so I just put it out there too. We had a LinkedIn group um, that was called Nike Global Alumni Network um, mm -hmm. and which has since been changed to 6453 alumni. Um, but uh, but I w w just asked some people, hey, are you guys interested in, in forming an organization and what would that look like? Are you, do you wanna be on my team to build the strategy? what this is and what this isn't. And so it's, it's been wonderful because, you know, at various times I'm working with various people to build this. And so I want it to be, you know, by alumni for alumni, you know, by the community for the community. And so who better to do that than, you know, leverage the people that are in the community to help us shape right. the strategy moving forward. Right. I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed by you. Um, what were some of the biggest risks involved of your creating this network? Well, I think the biggest risk was not delivering on the promise of the standard of excellence that our alumni teammates were accustomed to. <laughs> you know, we don't, uh, we've, I guess that's the other thing is that, you know, what can we do with very few people and very few resources? And we've managed mm -hmm we've managed to accomplish a lot with very little. And so that was, you know, and knowing what the 
sort of world-class um, expectation that our my teammates are used to, that was a, a challenge for me, just making sure that we were on brand and it was authentic to the, you know, that it would be connected to as good as, you know, Nike. So we're not there quite yet, but we're, mm -hmm. we're getting there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and what would you say, um, as a creative, how do you bring your just general creative vision to the work now that you've established as an organization? My creative vision. Well, I work, I have some amazing teammates. Mm -hmm. We have a formal uh, governance. So we, my co amazing co-founder, Stephanie Bardavis, who is a former Nike attorney and mm -hmm. has a private practice of her own. And she teaches uh, um, uh, sports law at the University of Oregon Sports Product Management. Mm -hmm. I have an, uh, all together, um, I have 12 board members. Okay. And um, they are all teammates. They're all a working board. All, all of them. I'm the only one that doesn't have a full-time job. This is my full-time job. And so being able to leverage their, their expertise to bring the creative kind of um, vision to mm -hmm. life has been, you know, that's the way we do it. We're, we're a team. I'm used to team environments. I, I think that's been the best thing. And then bringing people in to that really want to contribute to it mm -hmm. because I, uh, again, I just, I think in bringing creatives in to help to, you know, bring that creativity to life, I guess I would say um, people, the experts within the community. So right. they, they also, that gives them invested interest in the community and the success of the community. And we've had, incredible amount of people who have contrib contributed um, through various ways right. to support, support us. I mean, I can't even imagine the, the, the breadth of uh, experience uh, of your, of your members and especially with them being global. How many members are in this network? Right now we have that are registered on our platform mm -hmm. are about, 1600 people. Oh, wow. But there are, we know there are at least 120,000 around the world that we are our former Nike employees and mm -hmm. former Nike sponsored athletes. So because our athletes are part of our family. Yeah. Yeah. And do you guys do things like now that we're out of COVID, are you able to have in-person events? Yes, we well, we've been running since 2020. We we really created we we formed six four five three. We're an entity. We trademarked the logo, and um, so we are an official five hundred one c six business professional business league for the mutual benefit of our members. And mm -hmm. so we created we established ourselves in 2020 when people needed community the most. You know, and yeah with COVID um, and with uh, there was a big organizational change at Nike where people were released from the company. Um, and so, you know, what was next? What's, what's next? What's the next chapter? So we needed to bring the community together to, to help each other. Mm -hmm. And so, so to that, um, 
we started programming, doing like Zoom events every month. And, mm-hmm. and we've, we did, we've have had a few in-person events. We, we all did a, our own screening of air, the movie air. And that ah, was, a, yes, that was really fun. And then we all, I might um, know got, the star of that film. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And so, so last December, uh, because last year was Nike's 50th anniversary as a brand, yep. we came together to celebrate the, the brand's 50th anniversary on, um, on our terms and in our community. And that was really fun. And we have an event coming up in December here in the Portland area, because that's our biggest, um, community of former Nike mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. around the world. So we hope to do that in-person events around the world in, in the communities where there's a, there's a, you know, center of gravity around, you know, Nike, which is, you know, something like Tokyo or Shanghai or yeah. you know, Melbourne, Australia or Hilversum, um, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll be able to do that soon. Uh, so knowing what you know now that you're two, two and a half, three years into 6453, would you have done anything I guess differently when you started um, the the organization, um, and would were there I guess the challenges that you faced as you did it? Would you do it again, knowing like how much of a lift that it that it actually turned out to be pulling it together? Gosh, would I do it differently? What would I do differently? I I think you know maybe I would have gotten more buy-in within the brand Mm -hmm. to secure kind of a partnership going forward. Mm. Cause we're, we're, we're operate independently of Mm -hmm. Nike at this time and uh, we're self-sustaining organization and that's really tough. So that could be, I think that's one of the biggest challenges, right? Is the resources and funding to be yeah. a self, self-sustaining organization. Um, and uh, so that's probably what I would have done differently. And um, what was the other question you asked me? Uh, uh, I guess knowing what you know now, would you still have undertaken this challenge? In- Definitely, 100%, yeah. 150%. Nice. Because my, my teammates are my fuel. They always have been. You yeah. know, I am inspired by people but the kind of people that are brought together through the power of sport, it's mm-hmm. just, it's something that is so incredible, um, incredibly fat, powerful yeah. because it's really, that's like people that understand the um, achieving our own potential and the pursuit of potential. And it's just a different mindset and a different attitude. And I love that energy. Um, these people are amazing. And so I learn something new every single day. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And it, it is, it must be so, um, inspiring for yourself just to be surrounded, <clears throat> excuse me, by your fellow alumni and, uh, some of the athletes, like people that just are inherently, 
overcoming challenges and taking risks like all the time, like this innovation mindset, you know, it is such a, uh, a powerful thing to be just constantly like fostered in that environment. I imagine it just pushes you always to be better at, at what you do. And you're just like constantly like raising your game, like everybody. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, these people are going on to what I learned. You don't know until you know, when you're because when you're in the brand and you're working at Nike as as you would with other organizations, I would imagine that you're pretty immersed in what you're doing. And it takes getting outside the brand to see and then and hearing the stories of what people are doing, what my Nike alumni teammates are doing around the world to, you know, move the world forward through mm-hmm. whether that's the industry or sport um, or uh, their communities, um, or, you know, inspiring the next generation leaders. And so they're authors and they're, you know, founders of companies and, you know, just there's, you know, this fearless attitude, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that I think one of the questions you had asked me is about, you know, um, the risk you know, feeling mm-hmm. like high points or low points or risks. And I feel like, you know, I've put myself in very uncomfortable situations on, on purpose mm-hmm. to push myself to, you know, to learn and to grow and mm-hmm. um, to continue to kind of see what I'm capable of. And yeah. yeah, I think that, that I think a lot of people do that. It's, um, and, it, and living in sort of a higher vibration energy is, right, right. is so um, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just knowing you personally, I can just attest to, to what an innovative person you are and your energy is like, is so high. And I just love how you are the sponge that it's constantly like learning and growing and doing things like so many people just kind of get stuck in a mindset and don't really evolve beyond that but when i think of you i think of like constant evolution and you know engagement around so many things so it's that's why we're so friends oh well thank you what a compliment (laughs) yeah i think you know i think it's been a journey and i just think it's good to put yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, I oftentimes will be hiking these days and I took, you know, one of the things I did right after I left Nike was I organized a, um, and a kind of an Alaska adventure before my sister and I, and, you know, put this thing together. And every day we were taking, um, a little bit more taking us further into, whether it's the wilderness or high, mm-hmm. high up in the mountains. And I often find times will say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get us into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn and we grow from it and we're better for it, you know? Yes, yes. I, I remember when I lived out there, um, I first got comfortable in nature <laughs> with you. You know, I started kind of going in by myself just a little because I'd moved to uh, to Beaverton from from New York and it was definitely scary for me, even though like like literally there's like nothing out there that can harm you. But, you know, the trees are so big and the forest is so beautiful. I was like, oh my God, what's out here? And then I just got like way more comfortable thanks to um, 
to your to your encouragement and your your friendship pushing me out there. So, <laughs> well, I certainly don't do things that I you know I'm not qualified or <laughs> trained for, which is you know I'm not doing the amazing things like a lot of people I know climbing mountains or trekking you know you know across Europe or you know what uh, some of those things so um and it's i take reasonable risks reasonable risk yeah love that <laughs> so tell me <clears throat> excuse me tell me jana what are you reading these days i am rereading a couple of books okay by um by a fellow alumni or fellow nike teammates um step up stand out kick ass repeat by sarah rob o'hagan Ooh. And Believe to Achieve by Howard White. Okay. And these are great, just uh, great research. There's so many, so many great books out there, but I'm just, it's a great inspiration to kind of keep me on track. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And my last question for you today is what piece of music or song inspires you? I would say I don't have one. Uh, I think it's really hard for me to, to narrow it down. But what I find myself listening to these days is um, to sort of center myself and also be inspired is listen to sound healing. Mm. And there's some great sites on that where it it centers me. It um, it's the, it's a vibrational healing um, music. And so I love, I love that. It gets, it's wonderful. Yes, I remember you have a, the, was it a, a bowl? I don't know if that's the right Yeah, term. I do. I have a crystal bowl, the sound, sound bowl, singing bowl, and uh, that I play. I also have a drum, and I just love it. It's, um, it's wonderful. It sounds like it, it's a great connection to yourself. Yes, it, and it gets me grounded and inspired at the same time. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, on that note, Jaina, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today. Thank you, too. What an honor. I love what you're doing. Keep keep it going. Thank you. Well, I take a lot of my inspiration from you. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, Till next time. Have a great day. Bye. Yeah. My Time, My Life with Trinette Faint is a Floor 51 production.